it's time to go. Like, the men in the first limo are pulling up. They're mm-hmm. toasting. Roll Tide. Of course. I'm really hoping that the Roll Tide thing, like, dies after this episode. Doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Here to Make Friends, a HuffPost podcast about the Bachelor franchise, where we lovingly snark on The Bachelor and Bachelor-adjacent shows. Whether you love The Bachelor or love to hate it, we're here to break down every single delicious moment with you. I'm Emma Gray. And I'm Claire Fallon. Claire, I want to introduce you to my friend named Hannah. Wow, she sounds normal. She's really normal. She's not like, you know, a regular bachelorette. She's just a really real bachelorette. Yeah, just like a regular girl, just like trying to figure out this crazy thing called being the bachelorette when you're not like a movie star or like an actress. Right, like all of those other, you know, movie star women who came before her. Yeah, it's, she's something different. She's a breath of fresh air. She's (laughs) Hannah B. Hannah Beast. And she kicked off her season of The Bachelorette last night. It was honestly a very classic episode. And I was I was excited that we, that we kind of got back to basics. I mean, no live show, mercifully. Thank you, ABC. Thank you for that. Yes, it was beautiful. Just like straight down the middle, Bachelorette, just like I always crave. And here to discuss it with us is someone that is actually being inducted into Bachelor Nation right now. It's a big moment for him. Uh, We want to welcome our film critic and new Bachelorette superfan, Matt Jacobs. Hello. I'm a Bachelor relative virgin. It's been a long time. I'm I'm reintroducing myself. That old stuff doesn't count. This is is the the real time that it's happening. It's a whole new ride. (laughs) Poor Matt. We keep being like... Now you're, like, super into The Bachelorette, right? And he's like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right, right. Sure. Check in at midseason. We'll see how it's going. <laughs> so, Matt, just I want to get your first reactions. Like, how did it How did it feel? Uh, surreal. I, I don't understand how anybody keeps up with all these these gentlemen. 30 people? I've, I mean, a reality cast that large is it's overwhelming to me. I, I don't know how you guys do it. Yeah, and when, we, when I started watching the show, I was always sort of confused that they taped until dawn, and yet they didn't have time to talk to everyone. Mm-hmm. But even when you do the math of, like, six hours divided by 30 people that's only a few minutes per person and then there's the in-between times the in the moment interviews so you mean she usually doesn't or the bachelor bachelor usually doesn't get to talk to everybody it's not just because somebody got like evicted mid episode last night there were more people that didn't get to talk to her than usual but often there are a handful that's rough for those people Yeah, yeah well they're just usually not that you know, yeah, intrigued. But then I'm surprised by the ones who didn't get to talk to her and still got a rose. How does that work? Well, they have to give roses to a certain number of people. Sure, <laughs> sure. So if they're only sending like four people home post um, Scott, if they're only sending four more people home and she didn't talk to like seven people, then she's going to. But also it seems like she didn't talk to some people that 
were definitely her type. And that's another thing that if you're just like really drawn to someone, even if you didn't get five minutes to talk, you might be like, oh, I got five minutes to talk to Trevor and he was a real dud. So I'd rather <laughs> pick Tyler, who's like a hot ex-quarterback mm-hmm. um, from Florida, like exactly who I've always dreamed of marrying. You know she evicted somebody who was real. I mean, uh, by accident. I mean, it's just inevitable, right? <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, luckily, probably. there is a large crowd for her to, you know, choose yeah. from. So mm-hmm. I also love this, like, non-bachelor reality TV language of evicted. Oh, we right. We never say yeah. evicted yeah. on the show. I was I, like, what I was do you like, mean? what? My, my reality TV staple is Big Brother, and that's the parlance <laughs> oh, of Big Brother. So okay. I just, every, yeah, every reality getting... show is evicted to me. No, yeah. that's good. No, I, I like love, it. It's, it's really dramatic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that puts Hannah in the position of the landlady, which I love. <laughs> um, it fits her. Uh, so let's get started. Yes, let's dive right in. Um, we start with an intro package for Hannah. Obviously, Emma and I had already met her. Uh, Matt, what was your impression? Uh, roll Tide. She seems like my people. I'm from Louisiana, right down the street. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like a lot of uh, her narrative and that of those vying for her affection feels real familiar to me. <laughs> yeah. I graduated from LSU, which is like Alabama's rival school. And all the Nick Saban jokes are just like, girl, like you would fit in real well with some people that I uh, have known in my life. <laughs> yeah. She's very like, this is a club that I am part of. Mm-hmm. And I want everyone to definitely know that for sure. Yeah. Um, She has uh, her intro package has some outtakes that we don't normally see to show that she's normal. Mm. She's she's like, I don't know what to do with my hands. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, Hannah was a pageant queen. Like she was Miss Alabama. Right. So I was a little baffled by how uncomfortable she was with being photographed. But relatable. I do the same thing during photo shoots. Um, And. She's just like, I'm just a normal girl, just looking for someone to spend my life with. And And she never felt good enough. Mm -mm. Like, she thought she had to be perfect. And perfect is a word that we hear a A lot lot. over the two hours of this episode. She was struggling to be perfect. She thought she had to be perfect. Now she realizes she doesn't have to be perfect. Never really made clear what exactly convinced her that she was post-perfect in her life. Uh, That was part of her Bachelor storyline because her... You you probably don't even know about all this, but she on her you, first date with Colton, her first one on one, right? Yeah, yes. mm-hmm. I know that he jumped um, the fence. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. You, you've got the I know that details. See, you know what's mm-hmm. going on. But they so she is on a date with him, and he opens champagne, and they're going to do toasts, and she freaks out because she can't think of the perfect toast and just like can't get any words hmm. out and then the date goes terribly mm-hmm. because she is fixated on saying exactly the right thing putting on the perfect image etc and so the, her, her arc on the season was learning how to like open up speak. to Colton and speak and which speak. she so that's did why she says results. on this one that she's nervous that she's going to stumble over her words yeah. the whole yeah. time so yeah. this is a recurring and also trope. why when she did the toast before the meet and greet um, one of the guys was like nailed it <laughs> <laughs> they don't always do that yeah toasts are you know a, a sore spot for her but she's mm. really improving yeah she's she's clearly settling into the role I also want to say that this intro package felt very old school bachelorette to me like kind of even like Trista Sutter's opening package where they were really driving home like this is who this person is we want you to understand them better I think in in the last few seasons because it's been someone who's been on the show for longer um, they've kind of not 
bothered to really go that Which deeply. Which I think is a mistake. I agree. Because we don't always get to know them I agree. That I well. think it's a real it, – it actually – I enjoyed it. Yeah. And it can detract – even Colton, they didn't do enough to reintroduce him because he'd been on Paradise, I guess. And But then I started the season being like the only thing I really know about Colton is that he's a virgin. And that ended up being the only thing I learned about him throughout the season too. <laughs> um, we see Hannah with a – like – ballet class that she appears to be teaching although I don't think she's a dance teacher I mean apparently she she is a little maybe a little like just sort of she also it never does came interior up design yeah mm-hmm. she's described as interior designer she seems to still live with her parents in Tuscaloosa mm-hmm. a lot of the men on this season also live with their parents so real real young millennial it cast. does seem like a cultural thing a little bit too that like she is a very family-oriented, like, traditional, get married young, stay with your parents until then sort of person. And she's been cast guys who are of similar attitudes (laughs) toward family. Um, This cast seems, like, really chosen for her. Like, they seem very, like, Hannah people. Um, So she comes out in her dress for the evening, silver sequins. I loved this dress. It was a good dress. I thought she looked incredible. The high slit was gorgeous like this is a pageant girl she knows how to wear sequins and Carrie Fetman the bachelor mm-hmm. stylist leaned into that and I appreciate it I feel like the the first night dress is usually pretty much in that vein yeah but I don't know I liked this one better than some past ones one. we've had like people were comparing it to JoJo's but I much preferred Hannah's yeah that that was the, really the best thing about the episode <laughs> yeah so. honestly um, and uh, we also get some selfie videos of all the guys coming that mm-hmm. was new we've never seen that before okay i'm trying to get with the times i'm not so sure how i feel about it i actually i i didn't mind it i thought they were far less annoying than colton's weird like selfie check-in videos that is true. at least it's a different person every time being like i'm so excited but also nervous and also it felt much more like yeah this is actually kind of how people use snapchat and instagram stories yeah. More than just, like, waking up in the morning and, like, <laughs> vlogging from bed on your Instagram story mm-hmm. every yeah, day. Yeah, it's Wednesday. And I'm feeling okay. Yeah. Like, tough presentation yesterday, but I've just got to get back into the office <laughs> and, all right, check in later. Like, that was the Colton right? Vibe. Yeah. This was, they at least they were going somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just, I find the selfie videos always very content-free. And that annoys me because I want to, like, get to know these people fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we do get some of those intro packages. Um, first package, Tyler C., a general contractor in Jupiter, Florida. Just a real nice footloose homage here. He's yeah, like, no big he's deal. not Just a not normal your, contractor. I'm not your average contractor. <laughs> Watch me be Kevin Bacon for a second. <laughs> that was I a mean, choice. That scene in Footloose is amazing. <laughs> I mean, yes. Of course they start with the hot guy. I mean, uh, Oh. Also, my understanding is that he is not just a contractor, but also a model, which tracks. Mm. And also a former football player. Like, he was drafted, and he didn't end up uh, in the NFL, I think, because of a shoulder injury. But, like, he was a star football player. <laughs> okay. Talk about an intro package then. I mean, you've got— Yeah, they had too much to choose from. Yeah, yeah. And then you've gotten shirtless with a dog on a boat. I mean— you you can't you yeah. it, it I mean you can't get more perfect right he's like he looks like what I I've never watched Friday Night Lights but he looks like what in my imagination the quarterback on Friday Night Lights looks mm. like I know that's not true no. because a different person yeah. plays him right but like to me he's like the quintessential like 
Texas. He's not from Texas, but like quintessential Texas quarterback who's like the hero and heartthrob of a small town. Mm-hmm. Like that's his vibe to me. Um, but also a dancer. So he was almost a dance minor. Almost. Oh, so almost. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was just lacking that fifth credit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, you know what? General contracting is calling. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that a football thing where you have to like take ballet in order to have better like, yes. footwork? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a real thing. Uh, I used to read Sports Illustrated a lot when I was a kid. <laughs> oh, okay. okay so <laughs> next, next we get Peter, 27, our first airline pilot. pilot clearly one. the yeah. superior air pilot. Yeah. He is. Sorry, Jason. From an aviation family. Which she, he says many times. Yes. Yes. Um, he just likes being able to just, like, go anywhere at a moment's notice. very spontaneous. Just, like, fly an actual plane across mm-hmm. the country in order to get softshell crab for dinner. Because right. you can, which in our current, uh, you know, climate situation right. uh, really rubs wasteful. me the wrong mm-hmm. way. But um, it's a great skill to have. It's very convenient. And then he gets to fly around in a small plane and yell, Hannah, I'm coming I'm coming for you. For you. I love that. that I mean... <laughs> It's like, oh, God. It's like, run. How fast can you run away, really? He's in a plane. Like, there's no way you're going to outrun that. She's yeah. <laughs> doomed. The thing is that that was um, a line that if it had been like Luke, I would have been terrified. But Peter's vibe is so, so sweet. sweet that he can sort of play it off. I'm on board with Peter thus far. Like, mm-hmm. he's he's giving me the vibes that I like on this show. He just has that little baby face. But yeah. he's not 23. Like, it's good. Good combo. Yeah. He's four entire years older. Um, Jonathan is from <laughs> Those Dallas. Those are important years. They are important years. He uh, used to be, I think, in the Air Force, and now he is a portfolio manager. He has a very lighthearted intro package. He's like, my dating life is like home alone. Uh-huh. Because I'm not dating anyone. It's just me at Home Alone. I don't really understand what that illusion it's is. Like, I don't think you understand what Home Alone is about. I yeah. think he's You're purely playing on the, the title. title. Yes. You're just appropriating the title. Okay, You're cool. appropriating the title because Home Alone is actually a home invasion story. Right. Yeah. He's constantly having women just sliding <laughs> under his door and, like, checking him out. Um I wonder, it was delivered in a way that made me feel like they were like, compare your dating life to a movie. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Argh. I'm a filthy animal. <laughs> <laughs> um, but first, uh, before meeting Hannah, he has to say goodbye to the first woman he fell in love with, his great grandma. Twist. Yeah. I didn't see that one coming. Nope, uh-uh. Uh-huh. I was like, we're going to go meet his ex-girlfriend, definitely. <laughs> right after he just talked about how empty his dating life is. <laughs> um, so uh, she tells him to find a happy lady. A lot of opinionated grandparents on this mm-hmm. uh, episode. Joe is the box king of Chicago. I feel like they wanted him to be grocery store Joe, but he's just such a budget version. He was trying. He, he's like, I got boxes for everything. Moving? I got that. You got junk? You I a got box. that. You want to put your junk in a box? I got that. And the junk, too. Ugh. Um, he has a big Italian family. Everyone is happily married and has a daughter with a fluffy pink vest. So he <laughs> wants to get in on that. Um, yeah, he I, I the bachelor seems to present this image of Chicago as a place where everyone is just a 30 year old titan of a very practical small industry, mm-hmm. um, which I enjoy. It's sort of like Chicago is this like never, never land of like old timey family business. Um, the box mafia is coming. <laughs> yeah. <for Joe. laughs> 
Uh, Matt Donald's. Old Matt Donald's. I don't understand the farm thing. Is it just because I of his name? I think it's just his name because he is, in fact, a medical device salesman. Yeah. And he, where is he from? I, I didn't write it down, which means that either they didn't show it or I forgot. He's from California. <laughs> right. I was like, I don't... Naturally. Yeah. Um, he grew up in a deaf household. His uh, parents and his older brother are deaf, and he speaks to them in sign language in his intro package. Which was a sweet scene. It, it was, was very sweet. I would have liked to... I'm sure that they were hoping that that, that would go further because it was such a sweet... Um, Family Maybe setting. we'll get Matt Donald on Paradise. I would like to. Could. I would like to see more of him. I thought for sure the sh- it felt like the production was planting the seeds for him to be like a producer's favorite type based on yeah. the. But they always that I they know. always do have a few people get featured intro packages that get sent mm-hmm. home. He got a lot of time. He too, did during the show. Well, the the fans seemed to enjoy him. And yeah, feel that I mean, he was wronged. He's really nice. He he's really nice. He That's the problem with is him. He's dedicated to spending time on farms, even though he has no <laughs> professional or personal connection to farms, just so he can make a joke about his name. Which Dedication. shows real commitment. I just think he's exactly that guy that everyone's like, wow, he's so nice, but no one actually wants to go out with. Oh. Oh. <laughs> That's sad. I mean, I have a really like my reaction to him was probably pretty mean, which is, like, he seems really nice, but I don't think he's hot enough mm. <laughs> to, like, compete with this, like, pack of, like, hot frat bros <laughs> that Hannah is clearly very into. So you you have to be hot if you're nice. I mean, you just always have to be hot. Sure, sure, you know? sure. Like, there's no getting around that mm-hmm. on this show. Mm-hmm. Well, like, the we'll, person's yeah. never like, I'm going to go with the not hot one. Right, right, right. I mean, Fair. Maybe you just we'll get into that. Yeah. Um, also, this show is just all about hot people being hot together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Sometimes you can be not hot and make it pretty far. And to be clear, everyone who's on this show is hotter than me. So like, <laughs> this is not like a right. The bar is a, high for hotness. Mm-hmm. Right. It's more like on the scale. You don't want to be at the bottom of the scale of who's in the room, even if that means you're hotter than most people already. Um, <laughs> Connor J is a uh he is a car salesman but kind of like manages a whole region of I thought car he salesmen. Was cute. He was cute. Yeah. I thought I liked you said him. that like yeah. I just said he's no, not cute. No, no, no. I meant like, oh I just I thought he was cute. Yeah. That was my reaction to him. Like this this dude, I hope he yeah. sticks around a couple weeks. I'd like to meet his parents. Yeah. He had a nice little home life going for himself. Yeah, his, his mom's his... parents are from Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. His mom is like a local newscaster. I saw some. Oh, ma- he's like, that one. Coverage of that, yeah. Um, and his grandma is just like ready for him to find a sexy lady to get married. I remember that from his from bio. his bio. Um, Luke P. Wow. Oh man, oh, here man. we go. Luke oh, P. He's gonna be a star of this season. I in could a, spend in a bad way. An entire episode just talking Me about too. his intro package. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Oh yeah. Like there was the gym element. So yeah, we oh. start seeing him in the gym of course. working out. He's 24 by the way. He's very young. He likes to think he's a good-looking mm-hmm. guy. He just likes to think it. I mean, he he's likes not to wrong. think so. And I mean, how sh- why shouldn't he think that right. when lots of women he's been think sleeping that? Sleeping with all the ladies. And they were just like and he got to take advantage of yeah. how hot he was. Yeah. But then one day he was in the shower and he was overcome by emptiness. 
and God spoke to him. Spoke to him. Well, they there's had, a camera filming the whole thing too. Yes, we'd get to see it. Mm-hmm. He's in the shower, covered it's in just, suds. You yes. know, it's kind of and like he's being visited by God. It's like mm-hmm. Moses and the burning bush. Like this right. is the shower is Luke Peace like burning Moses bush. and the burning bush. Mary, you know, being impregnated by the Lord. Like, this is the sort of level of encounter we're talking about here. It's intimate. It changes his life. And it happens in the shower. Um, And therefore, he needs a wife, like, yesterday. So does that mean he hasn't had sex since God spoke to him? He doesn't specify that. I did wonder if he was a born-again virgin like Sean. Right. they, Uh. They do seem to be trying to play up that element like he's the hot because sean was the hot showering christian born again virgin oh he showered too <laughs> yeah but yeah. he seemed lots he, of sean has a significantly better Christians personality than this guy yeah uh, yes well <laughs> they were chased showers he wasn't right. having sex in the showers right, right. obviously mm-hmm. um but sean was like one of the first i f- i think like really fit bachelors like there was the early bachelors were not all that fit. Sean was like really buff. Yeah. And so they were trying to get him shirtless all the time. And now that's a much more common thing. Um, but that Luke never explicitly says that he's a born again virgin. So mm-hmm. I don't know. We do see him post conversion as well, uh, walking with his brother and his sister in law and their tiny daughter. While Luke is garbed in bootcut jeans. Sure. That I really a could have done with Very that. bad look. I mean, that's how you know that someone has turned their face toward the Lord and away from worldly things. <laughs> they're like, I don't care if my pants look proper to, to anyone else anymore. I only care what God thinks. He also was really milking his niece for this intro package. Oh, he, yeah. like, propped this baby. She looked like she was, like, six weeks <laughs> yeah. old. Yeah. Her neck was not really very supported. You're not super supposed to do that. And he's just like, he's like, look at this baby that I am standing near. It, like, really reminded me of men that, like, borrow other people's dogs for their Tinder photos. <laughs> that what? very specific subset, yes. That is People a real thing. Oh, yeah. Like, At what l- point do you discover that it's a borrowed dog? Well, so well, often you'll be like, is that your dog? And they're like, no. I just took a photo with this, you know, mm-hmm. my friend's dog or my cousin's dog. Well, it's very common. <laughs> well, it's the kind of thing that you would discover. Right. They have to tell you eventually. They just want to grab your attention. In that yeah, moment. but I mean, like, this isn't Luke's baby. He's just likes to be in the vicinity of this baby. And she's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is a baby that's too young to smile or react really to anything, let alone hold her head up. And he's like showing her items of clothing and being like, what do you think about this? Oh, yeah, she has good taste. High five. And I was like, this could be cute, but instead I'm like, put that poor baby in a bassinet and leave her alone. <laughs> she needs to nap. Um, all right. So that's the end of the intro packages. Um, and it's time for the limos. Um, Hannah gets out of the limo. Matt, you may notice the driveway is... Absolutely Slick. soaked. That is they hose down the driveway. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, just these little things little that Bachelor details. Nation uh, to make it it gleam. It glisten. Yeah, it glisten. Oh, right, right, right. It's more cinematic. I did notice a sparkle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it makes you think of diamonds. You're like totally in the right mindset already. Um, so she gets out of the, of the limo. She hugs Chris Harrison. She already can't say anything, and I'm very nervous at this point. I'm like, she can't get any words out. I mean, that's pretty real. 
Well, yeah, she's just very it's normal. It's not perfect. It's not yeah. perfect. And it's it just is real. real. So sh- it so it is it it's on brand, yeah. Yeah. Um Chris is like, "Are you freaking out?" And she's like, "Yeah, I mean, I'm nervous. You know, it's not going to be perfect and that's going to have to just be okay." And Chris is like, "Yeah. That's true." <laughs> I can't tell if Chris likes her or not. It's probably because it's just so early in the season. But whenever she, like, totally freaks out, he reacts to her in this very deadpan way that I'm like, are you being a dick to her right now or are you being, like, affectionate? I really can't tell yet. Who's Chris's favorite contestant? Oh. He and Andy Dorfman are very close. Yeah, that's true. Um, And some of the bachelors he's had particularly close relationships with. Yeah, some of the early ones, like Andrew Firestone. Mm. Um, He's... I feel it's like more Chris notable when he ties with it's more notable when he really doesn't get along with someone, and then you often like never see him on camera because if they get along, then they'll use him a lot for pep talks and like heart to hearts. Yeah, like he and Sean got along well. Yeah, Juan Pablo. No. no. Oh. Um. Well, no one got no along one got with along with Juan Pablo. Pablo. Um. So. It's time to go. Like, the men in the first limo are pulling up. They're mm-hmm. toasting. Roll Tide. Of course. I'm really hoping that the Roll Tide thing, like, dies after this episode. Doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> Matt would know. <laughs> um, you I, never kill a Roll Tide spirit. <laughs> um, I love getting the little uh, chatter of the guys in the limo. They're all just like, whoa, she's so hot. Miss Alabama. Whoa, she's beautiful. They're ready. Uh, and first out of the limo is Garrett, 27. And we should note that first out of the limo usually means that the producers think this person has promise. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Garrett, a uh, Garrett won the last season of The Bachelorette. Garrett also resembles Dean, who was a front runner on Rachel's season. He has He's hints, the whole package. He has hints of many men from Bachelor Nation. And also, I got a vague Toby Maguire thing from him oh yeah his facial features just are reminiscent of yeah many a man apparently he's got that vaguely heartthrobby yeah look. Mm-hmm. um he is a golf pro very um, preppy very southern very he's wearing a pink tie and a light gray suit um and he tells her that he hopes to be a hole-in-one for her kind of a standard because she's going to meet a lot of bogeys yeah, yeah. that was whew. does he come up with that line himself no. He probably Definitely workshopped not, right? it with yeah, they a usually producer. Workshop. Okay. Like they Producers usually... come up with certain ideas or they workshop ideas. Right. Like they'll they'll come to the people and be like, do you have any thoughts? They might give them a seed of an idea and then they'll workshop it with them. Hmm. Yeah. Because okay. they want to have a certain mix of pun entrances and costumes and like gimmicks. And then the more normal, earnest ones. Yeah, they want, so they have to kind of steer yeah. things right. in that direction. Um, next is Mike, the portfolio manager. Um, he has a very infectious smile. He does. He's super cute. Um, they have a, a nice intro. She seems into him. I have an allergy to this sort of introduction that's like, here are the five, the five C's. C's. Yeah. This was the thing I actually liked least about him. Yeah. But the rest of his performance throughout the night I thought was a And plus. if you're wondering what the five C's are, they're character, <sighs> charm, charisma, consistency, and compassion. Which, if you analyze them actually as specific traits, I think it's a sort of weird cluster. Yeah, it is. But I guess odd. they all start with C, so they don't right. have well, to why be the ones. C? His name is Mike. Why wouldn't it be the five M's? What kind of traits start with M? <laughs> 
mendacity. That's not a good one. That's yeah. not no. malevolence. That's <laughs> not good. The problem is that like the root for like badness is mal. Yeah. yeah. So you have a lot of bad stuff there. I'm sure we could think of some if we spent long enough on it. Um, but we will not. C is a letter that is associated with good things. And I'm not just saying that because my name starts with C. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, Jed is third. He is wearing a velvet jacket and bow tie. Uh, he, he's the singer-songwriter. Um, he tells her that his parents think it's important to shine inside and out. And he thinks that she is gleaming on the outside. And he can't wait to get to know her heart. I wrote when he first appeared next to his name, he's a dud. But <laughs> no. But later he came out with the off key John Mayer and, uh, and so we'll get there in a minute. Yes. yes. I mean I think Jed is a is a dark horse, mm-hmm. actually. Oh, we'll see. Uh, next is Tyler C. Tyler C.'s intro killed me. He gets out and just does not let her get a word in edgewise. He's like, wow, you are absolutely killing that dress. You look hot. I was so stoked to find out you were a bachelorette. So I had to fly all the way from Florida to meet you. It was worth every mile. Your smile, incredible. And then he just like whisks off into the house and she's like, all righty. <laughs> He also says, he says, I can't wait to see you as if it's she who should be anticipating seeing him. Like, I'm telling you that I can't wait to see you, but you know. He is uh, a, lot a lot. Of, a lot of them are very nervous. Yeah. Visibly, like, shaky voiced. I do think that Tyler was nervous, but that he is very good at running lines. And oh, so that's yeah. just the direction he went. But it was not a vibe that worked for me. No. I was not a fan. I would prefer to just see him, you know, paying homage to Kevin Bacon again. Mm -hmm. Or just, like, pick one of those lines and then... Stick to it. Let her say something. Yeah. Um, And next is Dylan, 24, a tech entrepreneur. What was his outfit choice? The white. A white dinner jacket? Not into it. Yeah. Yeah, it was bold. Like, obviously, you know, no one else is going to wear that because why would they? It's not flattering. (laughs) Um, but, you know, that means you're going to stand out. And it does end up working in that sense. Um, he's like, I think you're really real. And she's like, I feel very seen by that, I'm sure. <laughs> um, th- next we hear a guy yelling Hannah's name from behind the gate. And then someone is clearly, like, boosted over it. Um, and not not everyone has the upper body strength of Colton. No, nor should they, you know. It's we all have to dedicate a little our time terrifying. to other things. Um, and it's Connor S., who says every woman deserves a man who would jump a fence for her, and clearly he's that guy for Hannah. This is the cutie pie from uh, After the Final Rose. Emma's a fan. I like oh. him. He's like, he just has a, he's another one with a sweet face. And he does seem very young, but I do love the idea of a 24-year-old bachelorette picking a 24-year-old Me too. Guy. Why does he have to be older? He doesn't. Um, and she seems into him. They have a nice connection. Next is Devin, 27, a talent manager who is friends with Wills. Um, that outfit also. It was a lot. He's in a beige suit and a pink plaid tie. He says, I'm a virgin. And then he's it was not a good awkward joke. pause where no one laughs. And she's like, he's like, JK. She's like, oh. Okay. How do you respond to that? Like, if he were actually a virgin, right? Like, you can't laugh. Like, he's obviously joking, it, right? So, no, there's nothing. There's no great way to react. It's like, do you pat the person on the back? Like, it's okay. <laughs> or, or either it's okay or good for you. Like, there's right. no yeah. real. There's really no. Good Are we response. comforting you? Are we yeah. lifting you up? Or you could like if you 
get to know each other a little better, I guess you can just be sort of like, I respect oh, that. like I respect that. You know, that's not something that. But on a first meeting, I take into consideration, and I'm looking forward to getting to know you better. Like it's just the problem is I sense that there was supposed to be a better joke there, and he flubbed it. Because there has to be a way to deliver that that elicits a laugh instead of just saying, I'm a virgin. Just messing with you. Yeah. Maybe he's supposed to be like, I'm a virgin, and then like dot, dot, dot to this experience. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't really do that. I don't know. Uh, Next is John Paul Jones. He looks very murdery. He also doesn't let hers talk. He is. He does the same thing. He's like, I'm John Paul Jones. My friends call me John Paul Jones. So you, you can, can call, call me that. John Paul Jones. See you inside. And then like heads in. Did you notice that he only talks out of like one side of his face? He looks bit? like the blonde villain from The Purge who arrives yes. on people's doorsteps Ooh. and like speaks very like sternly and slowly and, He's a and deep menacingly. deep baritone voice. Mm-hmm. What's interesting to me is that I've seen people convincingly compare him to so many different kinds of villains. <laughs> like, I think he looks like a prep school villain. Yes. yes. Other people have said, like, surfer villain. He, like, every villain someone says, I'm like, yeah. He is right <laughs> out of school ties. Like, he's definitely bullying the Jewish kid. Mm-hmm. Yes. He has that look. The one consistent thing is villainousness. <laughs> I mean, he's not bad looking, but like so it just is. Um, he projects evil. He would get kind. typecast as as the villain in anything he auditioned. Do for. we know what he does? I feel like one of his chirons repeated his name as his profession. Yes, yes they do that. that is, oh, okay. Yes. Um, I guess me, their joke. I, his it, job is did, being John Paul Jones. It is a full time employment. I mean, he's a financial analyst, but they did that. They did that in his bio. They listed his title as John Paul Jones. And then you have to get into the bio itself before they explain what he actually does. Of course, he's a financial analyst. Is that like a tongue in cheek thing? Yes. Okay. Yes. It's like the guy that they just said was unemployed. They just do that uh-huh. to fuck with people. Okay. I mean, he probably is unemployed, but so but are a lot of a people. But I think a lot of them are probably the unemployed right? yeah, at the current moment. Some of them seem unemployed. <laughs> um, some of them will be after this. Uh, so, Brian... Yeah, John Paul Jones forwent his promotion to appear on this show. He did. I mean, can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. I, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brian comes out. Uh, he's a math teacher, I think. Yes, he's the math teacher. He doesn't make much of an impression. No. He's very giggly. Uh, he's part of a little montage where everyone is just very nervous. Scott comes out and is so excited that he uh, keeps stumbling over his words. Oh, Scott. Um, he's like, I'm so excited. You're the bachelorette. You have an awesome personality. Um, finally, uh get him into the house. Mateo comes out and he is the one with uh, who his claims that he has donated the sperm for 114 children. Um, I read an Atlantic article about this that called into question whether he would actually know that because there isn't that much clear communication between like oh. the clinics and the parents because it's like you get the donation and like nine yeah, months that did later strike you give me birth. as weird. Yeah. So he's probably like tongue in cheek estimating a little bit, but it is again like the ethics are if there were that it many is not it's regular. not good. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily on him. Like that would also be on the clinics, like yes. to communicate that to the parents and to, to set limits, but ugh. Um, he's like, for the first time, someone has taken my breath away. Very nice non-sperm-related intro. Um, Darren uh, walks the wrong way into Aww. the house. 
uh, Tyler G tells her that oh, since God. she became the Bachelorette, she's been in all of his dreams. So she's literally the girl of his Quite dreams. literally. Yeah, that's fucking creepy. Yeah, I was like, I don't think I would be flattered if someone was like, every dream I have, you are a featured player. I'm like, there's no way this goes wrong. Everything is good. Um, Thomas, the basketball player, says that this moment tops uh, his crazy experiences uh, traveling the world as an athlete, I guess. Uh, Matt. 23 is the car bid spotter. I just wrote that what he didn't that wear a tie. What does that mean? I'm wow. not sure. I have no memory of him. I think it has to do with car auctions. Yeah, it, it definitely has to do with car auctions. Um, and next, a forklift comes out with a huge box and deposits it in front of Hannah. I love it. <laughs> I love yes, it. Yes, this is a big gimmick. How did you? Mm-hmm. How do you feel about it? I knew somebody was coming out of that box, and it could only be the box king. I mean, I mean he, it of has course. to be the box the king. The Chicago mafia called up the Bachelor and was like, "This is how Joe, the box king, is going to enter your show." Uh, but but I but I also was misled by the show about um, his favorability. Like I thought he was the star. <laughs> oh, Matt, you are new to this. I am. Um, yeah, like he has a strong personality, but of the type that very rarely appeals to the lead because it's all about his like gimmick. And it's very it's a little bit abrasive. It's a little abrasive. Mm-hmm. Um it's very also, one note. To be honest, he's not like quite hot enough. Yeah. To make it okay. <laughs> Joe's not hot. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um so he leaps out packing peanuts everywhere and says, "Hannah, this package isn't complete without you." And then he tells her that she checks all of his boxes. Like, it's just, she doesn't get to know that much about him from that. It just seems like he's a little self-obsessed. I don't know. Like, well, that doesn't always play well. this is 30-year-old man whose favorite place in the world is Las Vegas. Right. So. I'm shocked. Um, <laughs> and then he goes in the house, and she just looks at the packing peanuts. And I was like, I can just see a thought bubble of her being like, we're going to have to take, like, a 30-minute break in filming for them to clean this shit up. For Chris Harrison to clean them up. (laughs) Um, And then uh, Joey walks up with a car seat covered in a blanket. He says he wants to give her a glimpse of what life could be. But first, whips off the blanket. There's champagne in the seat. What a twist. It's not actually a baby. It's champagne. Wow. What if he did bring a baby? I would watch that show. (laughs) I brought this six-month-old. You will now raise it. <laughs> the notion of a guy walking up with a baby shoulder is just as alarming as the guy with the 114 children. Like, this is ob- this is the only goal here is just, like, we're going to have the babies. I think Hannah might be a fan of that. She That's seems like actually it. The, kind of the gimmick that Garrett did last season. He came oh, up with a minivan. minivan and was, like, sure. and, like and he kid won, stuff in so. there. And he won. Mm-hmm. She was like, I want that. Um, Joey has a part that... It's a very aggressive. It looked weird in the photos. It looked oh, yes. just as and weird in person. We were like, maybe it's not that weird in person. No, it I is. I think it's weirder in it's person. Because yeah. you see it from more angles and none of them are good. It's like he has this full head of hair, but, but then there's, there's like a, a full cut in it. A line yeah. in the middle. Yeah. It's like not like very exposed. It's a variation on having the the sort of shaved sides and the floppy mm-hmm. top where you just continue the shaved side sort of up into the middle of your head <laughs> mm-hmm. and then have a it's stark like a, line It's like there. a runway. Why would you make that modification? The normal one is fine. This is just, it looks like a mistake. Um, 
Connor J introduces himself in French, which is a bold move because she clearly has no idea what he's saying. And it's never really explained. Like, I would assume that he gave some context at some point, but we yeah. just got her confusion. Hopefully. Uh, Ryan, the roller boy, comes up in roller skates. I guess that explains his bio. Uh, he's listed as roller boy. Where is one employed as a roller well, boy? Well, he's not. He works Sonic. in healthcare a, in some capacity. It's a gimmick title, which are given to people who don't make it super far. So, like... Oh, okay. They're... They'll, they one one year they had a, a woman who they called a chicken enthusiast as her title. Mm. Obviously, that was not actually her job. Her job. But um, I think I'm guessing that he was actually doing a pun with Roll Tide, but we don't really see it. Oh, and yeah, he really tripped connection. over himself. He yeah. seemed very nervous. She was not into it. Uh, Hunter, a professional surfer, brings a tie and says maybe together we could tie the knot. Graham comes up with a hot dog and an entire bottle of mustard so that he can do a series of condiment puns. Was very bad. Including sausage party. And yeah, it was, was awful. It was terrible. He was making oh, all these puns with a f- full mouth. He was unemployed yeah. and he seemed it. I, I mean, <laughs> an unemployed man would walk up with a, a hot dog in his mouth and an entire <laughs> bottle of mustard he in his hand. He also was the only one that seemed to get, like, very wasted. He he probably got more drunk than the rest of them. Yeah, yeah. I I have this like weird reaction to Grant where I was like, I know that he sucks, but like I find him kind of charming. What? I don't know why. I can't explain it. I can't account for it. But like, Claire. I didn't have a viscerally negative reaction to him at all. Wow. I don't know. He seemed like kind of chill. I guess laid back. I mean, if eating a hot dog in your face is, I, love I mean, that is dogs. pretty chill. So I actually have Greg saved in my phone. His, like, photo when he calls me is when I took up him while he was eating, like, wings at a baseball game. And his mouth is full. And so I just that's think it's your adorable. kink. <laughs> that's Claire's kink. <laughs> it's not a kink. It's I mean, just I think it's cute. It's like the Brad Pitt in Ocean's Eleven. He's constantly eating. And yeah, people but he's think Brad Pitt. Are you? What are you saying about Greg? Excuse Greg me. Greg is very handsome. Wow. Grant is not. Greg is more handsome than Grant. Well, thank you, but I don't know. It kind of worked for me. Greg I don't, also is not unemployed. Gra- well, everyone on the show is unemployed. <laughs> I think that Grant is definitely going to turn out to suck. So I'm not going to like trust my instinct on this. <laughs> I don't trust my instinct. You know at what? All. I just appreciate your honesty. I just wanted it you to know. It takes a lot of bravery. <laughs> I can't just like constantly be going along to get along on this podcast. I have to like share the truth. <laughs> Um, Jonathan offers her pizza and a pizza his heart. So then Kevin comes out with a bunch of footballs and drops them and says, looks like I fumbled that introduction. (laughs) Eh, it was fine. Uh, Luke P. Wow. Finally arrives. Finally. Luke P. uh, is going to serve us some fashion this season. And I'm not saying that in a positive way. No, he just makes choices. He's in a very bright blue suit, which is the, as a color, I liked it. But the suit didn't really fit, which was a problem. Like, if you're going to go with a really bold, bright colored suit, it has, yeah, to, it has to be fit well you correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's boxy. It just isn't right. He seems a little bit boxy. Like his, He is boxy. He's a boxy person. Uh, he's wearing a... Like lavender tie with sperm all over it. <laughs> oh God! Did you so notice bad. that? No. Like little sperm-shaped oh, decorations. God. What a lifestyle! <laughs> <laughs> sperm is a strong theme on this episode. Yeah. That's not normal. Um, 
so he climbs on the limo and roars at Hannah. Uh, and she roars back, like some sort of mating call. And he's like, I know they call you the Beast, but I'm the king of the jungle. Ugh. And I hope we can change mm. your title to my queen. I hated mm. this so much. And Awful. I knew Hannah was going to like it. But I hated it with such a deep passion. Every single thing about it. It was felt very like aggressive yeah. it felt really really gendered yeah it's and it's that thing that like i i hate about the bachelorette is that you always get a certain percentage of guys who come in with this attitude of like i'm gonna like own you like you're gonna be my right. accessory you're gonna be my queen like she's the one in the driver's seat here yeah. sir but you're just one of 30 <laughs> but she's she the was, king yeah. of those 30 oh god i also need to say something about luke that i discovered oh my god so I went on his Instagram, and um, it was disturbing. Oh. He endorses eating peanut butter and jelly mm. and egg sandwiches. Oh. It is just, like, specifically PB&J PB with two whole eggs, two egg whites, and Welch's grape jelly. Scrambled? They seem to be... I mean, probably not very well scrambled. Not well scrambled, but some sort of of flattened thing. But yeah, not sunny side up. Like, well done. So I guess I guess he has to get that protein in, right? Yeah, I mean, he said it's before his boxy figure. It's pre-workout breakfast before he goes to CrossFit. (laughs) Seems like something an ape would eat. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh my god! It reminds me also of the. what is it like the Liz Taylor diet where she would eat like steak with peanut butter on it? Oh, People like, had weird diets 50 I years ago. I love peanut butter and this is just beyond the pale. Yeah. Well, peanut butter should be the salty element in, right. in a dish. Also, in like, my opinion. eat a PB&J and then have a hard-boiled egg. Right. Th- those are separate Although, dishes. you know what is good? Like a peanut sauce in like a noodle dish or something. Which yes. Yes. Makes me think that maybe there is a way to do peanut butter and eggs because those dishes often have eggs. But then you add the jelly. You can't do the full range. You can't do the sweet peanut butter and the salty peanut butter. And then there's also bread. It's in a sandwich. It is a travesty. You know what? It's a crime against humanity. I don't feel well. I just feel that this lends credence to the idea that Luke is a terrifying sociopath. (laughs) Same. Coming in strong. Uh, Luke S. is next. He is the one that people say looks like Nick. Who raises money for Democrats. Yes. And he doesn't make much of an impression this episode. No. Um, I don't think he looks that much. It's weird. He, like, has an uncanny resemblance to Nick, but also doesn't look like him at all. Yeah. Um, I don't know how that's possible. Uh, Dustin, uh, she's meeting some of the guys who already came out on After the Final Rose. Luke, both, uh, both Lukes, Dustin... And Cam, who is the guy who got a rose oh, on After the Final Rose, um, he earned that rose on After the Final Rose by doing an original rap for her. Oh. And then he came out and, and did, did another, another He's like, you know what worked so well last time? Yeah. Me rapping. Know what I should do again? More rapping. Let me tell you what didn't work. Him rapping. It did not work. I, I mean, I Hannah really likes think, it, but I do uh, think that if she he keeps doing it, it's, it's going to grate on her. Yeah. And she was like, great effort. I love that. And then she's going to be like, oh, no, he's just a guy who raps all the time. I think we need to just come out and ban white people from rapping on yes. this show. Like, I just I feel OK a with, a, with a blanket rule. Yeah. 
It needs to end. And then, like, he's, like, describing his rat. He's like, I was just spitting some bars like Willy Wonka. You don't sound cool when you say that. You sound pathetic. Like, like Willy Wonka. Oh, like, it was just so bad. Willy Wonka famously spat bars. <laughs> yeah. That was what he was known for. Yes. What? Um, he's like, I'll come find you later in the night. I got one more surprise for you. I was like, this sounds like a threat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something about him, like, honestly really skeeves me out. Um, also, I just, yeah, I loved hearing him talk about his rapping with the guys like and you hear it in the way I'm talking about it it sounds weird when when like just really basic white people talk about rapping they're like <laughs> how did you like get so good at rapping and he's like well just like ABC always be cam like spitting oh, some wh- bars that and I'm like you all very sound bad. like very out very, of your very element. bad tagline oh, awful he also had this one like lock of hair like plastered to his forehead throughout most of the night <laughs> it's an accessory mm-hmm um, little forehead jewelry. Um, a tractor pulls up. Matt Donald is doing his farmer thing. He comes out with a straw hat and does a sort of riff on old McDonald that ends, I'm Matt Donald and I love your smile <laughs> and I hope I get a rose. He does not get a rose. He does not get I was too like shocked by what was happening to write down the beginning of the song. <laughs> But I have to say, if you're going to adapt Old MacDonald into a Bachelorette song, I feel you could do a little better with the scansion. Like, it was just a mess. Um, but it was very well well intended and earnest. And he's like, gets in the house and he's like, I really hope that tractor gambit worked because the guys in here are all really hot. And I was like, oh, Self-aware. yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, Chasen comes out. He's the first of the pilots. He is the one who actually became a pilot because women love a man in uniform, but he does not wear his uniform. He made her a paper felt, airplane. Oh, I felt bad for Chasen. He was like, look he at was this set up to fail. really cute thing I'm going to do. Like, I'm a pilot. That's mm-hmm. really going to make me stand out. I have this paper airplane. He made a paper airplane, yes. Yeah. And instead, he just looked so inferior yeah. to Peter. A budget pilot. Yeah. Budget pilot. It was um, like he knew immediately upon seeing that other pilot that he was just out he of was there. Yeah. I mean, it was like, it was the great pilot wars began and <laughs> I, he was on the losing battlefield the whole time. He, and he said, like, I almost wore my uniform because Peter comes out next in his uniform and I wonder if producers talked him out of wearing oh, his definitely. uniform. Oh, definitely. Yeah, so that they could have that contrast. He was probably pissed. Yeah, because Peter is, is you know, I think they felt like Peter is the one with the better shot at yeah. doing well on the show. So yeah. got to build him up. Uh, she is very excited to see a man in uniform. Not my thing personally, but a lot of women love it, including Hannah. Um, she He says that the wings that they give you that you wear are very symbolic. And so he gives her wings. It's like a little pin. It's a good move. And he says this he works. hopes they can fly away together at the end of the journey. Um. And that's it. That's all the guys. Time to And mingle. yeah, there's still so much more of this episode. <laughs> Sorry, Nick. <laughs> Sorry, Sarah. We're going to take a quick break, but when we get back, we'll have a lot more from night one of The Bachelorette. So Hannah first retreats to the pool to pray. To pray. To pray. Mm-hmm. This was words, wow, and to be smart. To be smart, which I, it made me sad. I know, but I'm glad that she has a place to turn to for strength in these moments. Um, 
I would just be drinking probably heavily, <laughs> and that wouldn't go well. So she goes into the house um, and does her inaugural toast. Um, she thanks them all for being there. She tells them she doesn't want perfect. She wants real. And being with them makes her feel like she deserves this thing that she hadn't been able to feel like she deserves. She can see her husband in this room. A toast to the beginning of an amazing journey to find love. And everyone is so relieved that she got through it. She made through it. She made it through. She said a complete sentence. We're all feeling great. Here's the part in the show where, as she's going on about how she suddenly deserves, she realizes that she does, in fact, deserve this parade (laughs) of gentlemen in front of her, these suitors, where I started to wonder, what happens if one of the uh, contestants decides Actually, they don't like the bachelor. Oh, or that happens. That happens. Usually, what what does happen is that they get sent home because you can kind of tell if someone isn't into you. Like if they they aren't seeking sure. you out. Like people tend to privilege giving their roses to people who seek them out mm-hmm. and like make them feel special. And if you're not vibing with someone, you might not get a rose. Occasionally, we will see someone reject a rose, especially early on when it's like. He's like, I don't know. She seems cute enough, I guess. And she's like, actually, I'm really not feeling it at all. Or, or they might like go along to get along to get further in the show and then have a little crisis at some point later. Yeah, like around oh. hometowns, they have like a breakdown and then it's really good television. Uh huh. Yeah. So I want them to stay on the show if okay. they don't. Yeah. Like we love them. a breakdown. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Every yeah. now and then you have like a really wild breakdown, like Crystal a couple seasons ago. Um, got upset and started yelling off camera about how she had sort of thought that the the bachelor would be someone else. And she was really pissed that it was the guy that it was. And she was like a front runner at the time until he found out about that. (laughs) Um, So there are many things that can happen. Um, And uh, Luke P. grabs her right away. He's a big swooper. Um, He is here to play the game. He has all the lines. Um, I feel like he's really just, like, running a script of, like... Rachel Lindsay was on Twitter um, pointing this out. She's like, it feels like he downloaded, like, The Bachelorette book and is just reciting all of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I often, like, will give contestants a hard time if they say the wrong things, being like, you know you're not supposed to say that. You know you're supposed to say this other thing. But to see someone so transparently just be saying the things they know they're supposed to say is actually super annoying. Um, So I wish people wouldn't listen to me. Um, He's like, you're the most beautiful girl I've ever seen. I'm from Jacksonville. I recently became an uncle. I feel so behind. I'm 24. I don't even have a girlfriend, let alone a fiancé or wife. The (laughs) tragedy. Right. Can you imagine? (laughs) He's like, I mean, my God. I'm, I'm really, really into you. Like, I was skeptical about doing this until I saw you, but, like, now I'm not skeptical. Like, I have these strong feelings. You have some catching up to do. It really creeps me out when people come in and are like, I'm already into you. I can already see you being my wife. Like, they've had half a conversation. Yeah. Slow it down, buddy. Well, they met on after the final rose. And they've isn't had, that enough? I'd say that was a quarter conversation. This was a half conversation. <laughs> so... Well, I also like yeah. that he was like, oh, I, I, you know, I could totally see her being my wife and then be like, I never thought I'd catch such, such strong feelings so quickly. It's like, yeah, yeah, yes, you absolutely did. <laughs> you already imagined your life with her. Yeah, they always are like, I'm really surprised by how strongly I feel so quickly. And I'm like, I don't believe you. Yeah. Like, I, I think that you 
definitely came in planning to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, right. When it's this early. I'm also I get it. Like, he hasn't even let her say anything yet. Like, in none of their conversations have they really exchanged any words. I don't think he's very interested in what she thinks. He's interested in just placing her in the jungle as his second. Yeah. As his Jane. His Jane, yeah. yeah. Uh, she talks to Mike next. They have a, a nice sort of classic bachelorette conversation. He's like, I can tell you're a really strong woman. And she's like, I always try to be perfect, but I started to realize that I need to be whole as a person to be with someone. And he's like, yeah. Um, she. They seem to like have a nice connection. I'm always really bored by those particular connections where they just talk about how like good qualities they see in each other. But it's a very standard bachelor kind of chat. Uh Chasen is back in the house being like, man, how great would it be to wake up next to Hannah every morning, guys? Ugh. This is the thing that sticks in my head when he doesn't get a rose that allows me to not feel bad for him. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what's the grossest way you could frame the purpose of this show? Uh, Connor J throws her a bachelorette party. I'm surprised that's never happened before, or has it? I don't remember that ever happening. So what's the setup there? Does he go to the producers and be like, I want to do this, and I'm going to do yeah. um, junk in the trunk? Or, they'll, again, <laughs> I think they kind of they kind of workshop it. Yeah. Like he'll mm-hmm. go, yeah, they'll go to them and say, I want to do something for Hannah, maybe something like this. And then the producers will massage the details. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's usually just like a few of those little things so that they can break up all the chats. Um, I don't think that it's usually the front runners who do those things. Like it's kind of a way to get something on screen when you're dealing with maybe more of a dud relationship, um, but not necessarily. Um, Hunter uh, sits down with her and is like, I'm not looking for the perfect Hannah. Just like fun, flirty, flaws and all. And I was like, what you've described sounds really perfect. <laughs> just like I just want fun, flirty Hannah yeah. Like, just, like, a really hot girl who's just, like, really fun and chill and, like, flirts with me. But don't worry. She doesn't have to be no perfect. perfect. Yeah. There are plenty of flaws in there that I didn't mention. But right. That I'm totally and then I probably, with. like, don't have to see any evidence of. <laughs> um, she talks to Cam, and he quotes his own After the Final Rose rap to her. Wow. I'm I'm over Cam. He's like, I never kiss on a first date, but this is our second. So they kiss. He gets the first kiss. I don't get it. I don't either. Oh, he's so, no, just no. It's that lock of hair glued to the forehead. And (laughs) and as as he goes in, you can see the sweat, like, glistening on his face. And There were some really sweaty boys on this episode. Yeah, Yeah. Connor. I know. I wanted to bring out some blotting Someone needed to, Mm -hmm. to powder them. Yeah. Especially because Hannah is so, like, perfectly matte. And that always happens that, like, the Bachelor at, and or the female contestants are just perfectly made up and the guys are not. But, like, you got to kind of maintain a little bit. It took me a while to realize that he was already guaranteed a spot because of that previous rose. Yeah. Do we think that he would have been eliminated if he didn't have or evicted if he didn't have <laughs> that previous rose? Because I thought for mm-hmm. sure he was out of there. Until he got that first kiss, and then even after the first kiss, I was still kind of like, okay, I, I think. But does but so would he have been eliminated? And does the person who who lands the first kiss always get the rose? I don't no. remember ever seeing someone who gets a kiss not getting a rose night one because they don't kiss that many people. 
And if you're really right. not feeling someone, you can like deflect. Mm. So I have a my sense is that she was really flattered by the rap, and she oh. and that she she appreciated that's why she the gave effort. him the rose mm-hmm. on. And now she's like kind of riding that a little bit. She's like, oh, he's like so like I think she's gonna energy and tire. Really she's gonna tire of him in a week or two if he doesn't take the relationship anywhere else. Like it's beyond dead rapping. On yeah. yeah. But he seems to, he's like, that's what worked, so I'm going to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a bad calculation. But I do think that if he came out and rapped, he was going to get a rose always. Um, not the choice I would make, but what are you going to do? Uh, at this point, Chris brings out the first impression rose. Um, and meanwhile, some drama. Demi and Katie from uh, from Colton's season uh, – Hannah's old castmates and friends, they pull up in a white van. And they were there earlier in the night to sort of pump her up for the night, like compliment her in her dress. So they are here to do a little bit of recon. Mm-hmm. You know, just... A little investigative reporting. Was, yeah. <laughs> exactly. They did it sort of the way that I like to do investigative reporting, which is to be like, I got this tip. Could someone else figure out what's going on with right. that for me? <laughs> I will watch from about... 200 yards away in a van. Yeah. And not actually well, question uh, them. While learning nothing because the girlfriend is not anywhere. So they got a tip that uh, one of the guys has a girlfriend back home. Um, and they're there to check it out <laughs> by just seeing if Hannah talks to the guy who has a girlfriend, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, Claire, this is all just very casual, not at all staged just fly by the seat of their pants kind of, you know, recon work. Mm -hmm. What I did enjoy was that this allowed them to give a little bit of commentary on, like, two or three guys that Hannah was talking to. So at first she's sitting with Jed, and he is playing his song for her, the chorus being (laughs) Roll Tide. Matt, you had some thoughts on this. (laughs) Yeah, there comes the off-key John Mayer back back in play, yes. Yeah. It oh, reminded man. me of Damien Rice a little bit, too. Yeah. Like, the yeah. very, like, throaty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I cannot wait for Jed to start just, like, really pushing his Spotify and iTunes links. <laughs> Here's the, the thing is that, like, Hannah loved this, but the lead always loves being serenaded. They always think the guitar is sexy. The mus- musician never wins. So, like, to me, that's got limited utility. Like, you're captivated by it at first, but in a sort of generic way. I don't know if he's going to be the guy for her in the end. Um, and they have this amazing Frankenbite where she goes, I have a total crush on Jed. Like, you can just <laughs> definitely tell that it was edited in between there. So who knows what that was about. Um, and then she sits down with Matt Donald. Demi and Katie are like, it's not he's not the guy with the girlfriend. He's he's too nice of a guy. Uh, she sits down with Joe, who's bragging about all the different kinds of boxes he can make. But still still not the guy. Although Demi is not a fan. Same. Uh, yeah. Uh, she sits Agreed. down with Peter. Demi thinks he is cute. Agree. Um, they talk about going on vacation in a jet. This is going to, he's going to be selling that really hard. Um, Katie thinks that Hannah's into Peter. Uh, and then she sits down with Scott. Oh, Scott. This that is the guy. And so they've really accomplished their purpose at this point. Also, their conversation was rough. Um, 
He's like, I love interior design. And she's like, oh, I'm an interior designer. He's like, and he's what? like, what? I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I literally bothered to learn nothing about you. Didn't look into it but at he, all. hey, let's create our dream home. What I cared about was that this was an interest of mine. <laughs> and what I care about is buying expensive shit for my high-rise in Chicago. It's such an odd thing to brag about that you live in a luxury high-rise building. Like, usually you just say... Oh, this is my apartment. You let the other person be wowed by how nice your apartment is. He has no is. time for that. No, he just needs to get right to it and be like, I love expensive things. My apartment's <laughs> expensive. It's high up in the air. Yeah. Be, are you impressed? You're going to want to be in it, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, who is, in what world is it a, a turn on in, in any guy's mind to be like, I'm going to tell this woman that I like expensive stuff? Like, no one's like, oh, cool. Like, <laughs> That is a trait that I find really appealing yeah. about you. Right. It's not like he was like, you know, I've been really successful in my career. It's not even like I have very, like, sophisticated taste. There's so it's many like, I just so like stuff to cost a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't even need to be nice. Yeah. It just has to be pricey. Exactly. Uh, the, the Trump uh, aesthetic. Uh, so Demi and Katie are not impressed by this conversation either. Um but they also are like, now's the time to act because he has made contact with our girl and it's time for him to be taken care of. Um, so Chris comes looking for Hannah. He takes her to Demi and Katie. They tell her right off the bat, Scott has a girlfriend. Demi has seen messages from Monday saying that they are planning to be together after the show to go on a trip together when he gets back. But where did the girlfriend think he was going? No, I think the girlfriend knew he was going on the show. I think that it this seems like what happened quite was a bit. that it was a probably a a friend who was not impressed who, and leaked, who it. leaked it mm. to. I want to be Demi. clear that like this definitely happens every season. Oh uh-huh. yeah, you know because most I mean and understandably like, most of these people come on being like I'm not gonna be the guy. I'll probably last a few weeks. So right. if I've started dating someone, like why bother? Or they'll have you know, just sort of ghosted a woman that they were seeing mm-hmm. for three months to go on the show. That okay, happens yeah. quite a bit, Ghosting too. Ghosting makes sense. But what yeah. do you t- – it's like, okay, I'm going to tell my girlfriend. I mean, it's not a good move. It's it's a bad idea. And quite often you're going to be exposed. No, usually what, they're, what they say is going to be something like, you know, I really care about you. I'm excited about our future together. But a while ago before we met, I applied to go on this show. I have this opportunity. That it would be a really great career opportunity for me to get my name out there, to promote XYZ, to promote my career. Like, this is going to be good for both of us, like, if I get to be on the show for, like, five weeks. Um, But I'll be committed to you, like, and I'll be thinking about you. Unless I win the show. Right. (laughs) Big caveat there. I Uh mean, I would not buy this if I like it's a dating show. Like I don't care if you're going to get some Instagram followers out of it, but like I think that there are people who are like the odds are very low that he would be too well. I have no end. faith in my boyfriend anyway. Whatever, just <laughs> go on the like, show. Look, my boyfriend is the kind of guy that brags about his luxury high rise. Well, also, so. you're like, oh, if he's committed to me, then he's not going to let it get to the point where he is. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. All right. I like get, I think yeah. that there are a lot of ways you can talk someone into this. Mm-hmm. But often, also, if you end up on the show and going and get far, then you might end up with a disgruntled girlfriend or boyfriend back home who's like, I'm actually not okay with this anymore. Right. So, like, you can't guarantee that they won't burst in on the show. That's happened before. 
Um, sometimes they don't know. Sometimes they're just like, I have to go away for work for a while. I won't be in able touch. to be in touch. Like, who knows what people get up to? <laughs> but Scott, uh, apparently there are messages uh, showing that just days before, like three days before, yeah, on he Monday. had a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And this taped, I think, on Thursday. Yeah. Um, so Hannah goes and grabs Scott from the guys as he's bragging about how he totally knew that she was into interior design. Which clearly he did not. And uh, how well their conversation went. And she's like, Scott, can we talk? And he's like, will this be a a good talk? And she says, no, probably not. I Um, like an angry Hannah. Hannah's Hannah's pissed. It's it's interesting to have something like this happen so So early. early. Um, because there, she doesn't have that much invested in him yet, so it's hard. But she does really get into it anyway. <laughs> um, so they sit down, and she's like, I know you were nervous coming into today. He told her that. And she says, well, that might be because you have a girlfriend. And you can just see the panic in his eyes as he tries to figure out how to spin this, and he's he suddenly is at a loss for words. He's like, I don't know. I mean, I didn't. I mean, I date, I date, I dated some girls, but like it like what? Yeah. And she's like, well, I heard that you had a girlfriend on Monday and I'm not sure why anyone would say that about you. And he's like, well, probably because I dated this girl and we talked on Monday. <laughs> and uh, but like, but I'm here for you. He's so honest and so real. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like. You know, just because I dated someone before doesn't mean anything. But what's weird is that he, like, doesn't really deny. He never says, I'm not dating someone right now. Yeah. He never says, like, I ended things. He also doesn't seem apologetic at all. Yeah. So, she, I mean, she's even saying, like, he's like, I've been totally honest with you up to this point. But, like, you know, like, I come on the show. I don't know what's going to happen. That's almost like an admission <laughs> that you kept her on the hook. Right. Yeah. And Hannah says that. She's like, so you kept your girlfriend at home just in case. And mm-hmm. he doesn't say no. He says, I can see how it might come off that way. <laughs> like, what a deflection. And what's interesting oh. is I saw a lot of people on Twitter who, like, really thought that that, was, that it was unfair. That, like, he had dumped this girl and that it was normal and so why should Hannah be upset about that but he never actually even says that he dumped her so why would we like extrapolate that for him like if that's what happened he had an opportunity to say so and instead he was like I wanted to keep my options open he's like I'm just a very honest guy I mean it's not like the biggest deal obviously but if you're Hannah why Why would you want him around especially because it's not as though he's like particularly charming or attractive (laughs) and and he's now he's playing it like oh I was never like that serious with this girl it's not like I was gonna marry her I feel bad for this woman I know and then he's like well you know what you just dated Colton for two months and you were in love with him so it's the same and she's like it's not the same and he's like okay well it's not like the same but like it's basically like the same thing and she's like no um and so she's like, you know, I don't think you're ready for an, an engagement. I think it's time for you to leave. I like that. She hauls him to the door, kicks him out. Get, get she walks step him in. all the way out of that get house. Get Stefan, Scott. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love get when, to step in, yes. when you're walking someone out and then you have to kind of be like, no, come over here. Like, uh-huh. stop wandering over there. Right, right, like, right. You're, you're This is where out. we're going. Yeah. <laughs> you are leaving this way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. I heard some people thought that it was like a little over the top how much she reacted. What did you guys think? Oh, I was into it. I was like, Hannah should just be, like, angry and berating men all season. Yeah. Well, you would watch any show that was just that's a true. woman berating men well, all season. Well, that's mm-hmm. true. But I think so often The Bachelorette ends up 
cast in this like emotionally weak role. Um, and so I enjoy because it's an exhausting process and because some of these men, when they feel that they're not getting the attention they deserve, their reaction, whereas like the women tend to sort of beat themselves up, the men often go sometimes go after the lead. Mm-hmm. And so I, I like that power dynamic. Yeah. Uh, and it also Hannah's significantly more eloquent when she's pissed off. That's true. She is. And it tapped into, I mean, it was very in character for her. She says right after, my greatest fear when I got here was that somebody wasn't going to be real. And her greatest fear was proven correct. So this feels very in character for her. And it's good. We need her to have that that fear the whole season Mm -hmm. for drama. Wow, that's dark. Um, It is dark, but the show is dark. It's interesting. I feel like the women are usually really good at handling situations like this, in my experience. Rachel was great. Emily was great. I think they're all great. What I always think of is uh, how bad Chris Souls was at handling this sort of thing and how he really just wouldn't be able to form a sentence in a tense moment when you, like, really need some snappy dialogue. Women come through, Claire. They do. Um, And... Hannah returns to the group of guys, and she's like, Scott had a girlfriend back home. Um, This has really rattled me. If anyone else has a girlfriend, please leave now. (laughs) It would be great if, like, four people just Yeah, yeah. I would have loved that. (laughs) They're like, oh, I thought it was cool, but now I see that it's not, so I'm going to go. Um, So she needs a second to calm down. She goes outside. She's crying. Uh, The guys are all really upset. the night might end right now. They're not getting their time with her. And also they're really worried about her feelings. Yeah, I, I like <laughs> that they make it sort of like a collective act that we need to like restore her faith in this process together. Yeah. It it gets, it, it veers a little bit into like a polyamory kind of thing. <laughs> I feel like I'm watching like an episode of Big Love. Like let's get all the sister wives together to like make sure he's okay or, or, or she's okay yeah, in this game. just yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, how can we pool our masculine resources in order to be the partner that yeah, she deserves right, right now? Right, right. She needs 29 <laughs> us right now (laughs) um so while they're in the middle of planning that luke p swoops on out to give her a hug he's like how are you and she says i'm freezing um so he takes her by the fire he hugs her he doesn't give her his coat this was controversial (laughs) what did you guys think i mean if she literally said she was cold offer her your coat yeah i'm like not a huge fan of the rules of chivalry, but like he's wearing two layers, and she's basically wearing. Oh, yeah, zero I don't layers. think he's obligated. So he it's just coat. that they had an explicit conversation about the temperature, and yeah. he was had many more, you know, more clothes layers. On. Yeah, yeah. But didn't bother her. He was like, "This is an excuse instead to to cradle her close to me." Yeah, by the fire. exactly. Um, probably warmed her up, um, and he's saying all the right things. It hurts me to see you so caught off guard. Um, And she's like, I was lied to. Scott told me he was really serious, but, like, I couldn't trust him. And Luke's like, well, I am here for you. And you can take that to the bank. He doesn't say that. But (laughs) he's like, I'm not here for a couple roses. I'm here for you. And she's like, I feel it. And I was like, really? Like, he hasn't really sold it any more than Scott to me at this point. I but think I'm she glad just, that she's not throwing in the towel on this whole thing. Yeah, I mean, we need her. We need her around. But I, I do think that at that point she was just really grateful to have someone who was being so directly affirming. No, she definitely loves affirmation. Which and I get Luke it. Luke just provided a lot of it. 
throughout their interactions. And I think often we see, as you said before, we see the leads gravitate towards people who are just like, I like you. I'm going to say that explicitly. I am here for you. Like, fuck all those other, you know, men who aren't here for the right reasons. I'm here. Uh, And that will take you pretty far in the season. Yeah, that's definitely true. If I mean, if you're cute. (laughs) <laughs> to the lead. Yeah. Like, well, you want it's not like that flattering if you're like super a lot hotter than right. someone and they're like, I'm really into you. It's like, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. I'd be the best you could ever do. Um, I'm showing a really cynical uh, face on love right now, but that's not how I normally feel. But I do feel like that's how it goes on The Bachelorette. <laughs> um, she sits down with Luke as she sits down with Joey. Everyone is really affirming to her. She loves it. Connor S. gets some time with her. And sure. they make out, and he's like, that makes me really excited. I don't okay. think okay. that's yeah, what he meant, but I was like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Poor Connor. He's sweet. I like him, but, like, uh, we didn't get much from him this episode. No, just, yeah, not not a whole lot of personality. He but... thinks he's locked up the first impression rose with that kiss, but little does he know that Hannah has another man on her mind. Mm-hmm. Cam also thinks he's going to get another first impression <laughs> he rose. He's going to get both first impression roses. Well, he's like, I did the rap again. So <laughs> that is what happens when you rap. Yeah, I you did get the a rose. thing that worked. It's really unfair for him to not get a special rose <laughs> when he does the thing. So Hannah goes and gets the rose. Obviously, I wrote it's obviously, gonna be obviously like... she's going to pick Luke. We all know. I thought it was going to be the box king. Oh, Matt. <laughs> Matt, Matt, This Matt. was such I a disillusioning night kidding. for you. <laughs> um, she gives it to Luke. She says, I'm looking forward to getting to know you better. And he says, amen. It's oh, really God. playing it up. Um, and they make out. This His heart is literally out. exploding. Can we talk about this make out for a second? Please. I really thought he was just going to eat her entire head. Like, not even just her face. Just... He was trying to swallow her whole. Yeah. It was very intense. He is possessing her with his mouth. Also, just every time I see people make out on the show, I am so glad that mm-hmm. I will never have to watch myself make out with someone on national yeah. television. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. No, that's Horrifying. probably true. Yeah. God. <laughs> I was trying to think of ways that you could end up watching yourself make out with someone. And then I was like, oh, on national television. Yeah, that probably won't happen. Um, it's uncomfortable. But, like, some people are very telegenic kissers. We've seen True. that before. But you never know until you do it. So for Luke, yeah. unfortunately, he's not. Luke's thing looked like at the end of it, your face would be wet and you'd sort of have to wipe it off. Oh, yeah. Because the inside of his mouth just traveled Everywhere. around too much. And you're like, well, thanks for the effort. Um <laughs> That should be part of, like, the Bachelor auditions or something. You have to make <laughs> okay. out with somebody in the casting room. Just yeah. make, like, how does, how does this read on camera? Yeah. See, it's it's a win for them, though, if it looks bad. That's true. So they don't yeah. care. Right, right. Like, either it's hot or it's horrifying, mm-hmm. and both are a win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the probably the only one way it could go badly is if the winner is a very unsexy kisser. Yes. And then you have the romantic proposal at the end, and then he swoops her into a kiss, and you're just like, ooh, <laughs> I'm glad for them and all. Like, please. Um, all right. Time for the rose ceremony. Some of the guys did not get any time with Hannah. Kevin, Jonathan, Garrett all mention it. Um, it seems like the situation with Scott took up some extra time, although it is pretty common for them not to all get time. Um, let's do this. Roses go to Mike, Connor S., 
Matthew, Connor J, Jed, Dustin, Joey, Devin, Peter, Dylan, Mateo, Jonathan, Tyler C, Tyler G, Darren, Lucas, Garrett, Grant, Kevin, John and Paul John Jones. Paul John Jones. Paul Jones. He accepts her rose with gratitude. He's so terrible. He's like, thank you so much for not sending me home. I didn't forego a promotion. Come all the way out here. Tell all my friends and family. Forego a promotion to not even get a chance to talk to Hannah. Um, hopefully he'll talk to her next episode. Um, leaving, I have Matt Donald, Hunter, Ryan, Joe the Box King, Chasen, and Thomas. The pilot. Thomas, the basketball player. Yes. Yes. Um... Yeah, I wasn't too surprised by most of these. I think no. people were surprised by Chasen and Matt Donald. Mm-hmm. You really have to say Matt Donald. Matt yes. Donald. I wasn't that surprised. I was just, I felt for him. But I wasn't that surprised. Yeah, me neither. Both of them felt like they were being teed up to to be taken down. Yeah. I mean, Chasen seemed fine. They both had kind of sweet exits. Matt is worried that she only saw his goofy side and not his serious side. Maybe it was a mistake to not go with something about his family for his intro instead yeah. of the old Matt Donald thing. Um, maybe that wasn't it. I think, honestly, these guys are always like, what did I do wrong? And the reality is she's probably didn't feel chemistry with, like, 60% of the guys. More. 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 And so you're definitely in that group, which means maybe you could have stayed another night if you had done something differently. But you clearly are not in the group. Right. Usually, you know, winners. there's probably – four or five that the lead is initially attracted to and then the rest of them are either like they seem fun they seem like they will bring something good to the show or they're just like hot yeah like it's not like you were going to marry her but then you just did the wrong intro (laughs) Um, that's not a thing uh, Chasen has a really graceful uh, exit he interview. He cries. Aww. They always try to get someone to cry. It is clearly like 8 a.m. It yeah, is this full was, daylight. It, they've been filming They're for exhausted. a full 12 hours. But he doesn't say anything rude. Like Scott is really the only person who we see have a graceless exit. Chasen says he's, you know. I can't stress enough how happy I am for her. What a pure thing. Sweet. I mean, total bullshit, but... Yeah, but you know what? I appreciate it. He's really trying, and I I like that. that, I listened to a little bit of Juliet's podcast this morning, and she had uh, Nick Vile on, and they sort of were pointing out how common it is, especially early in the season, to retreat into sort of, like, wounded pride and embarrassment and to really react from that place and instead to, like, make a conscious effort to be gracious and to remember that it's her experience is really nice um we might see chasen on paradise because it seems like a lot of fans were disappointed to see him go not like joe grocery store joe level but night one guys can definitely end up on paradise so we'll see i'm just sad to see the great pilot wars come to an end so soon i know know. it was a real missed opportunity for a two-on-one yeah Mm -hmm. We were all waiting for that two-on-one, and Hannah was just like, I don't care about what you want. <laughs> um, we get a sneak peek of the season. Yeah. Oh, so A lot much. of standout moments. Holy ham, I'm in Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> um, so many things. They're making out in saunas, kilts. She wants a man who can grab a hold of her and be like, that's my woman. Roar, baby. We, we got some good scenes of of Tyler, 
of Mike, of Connor, of Luke. So we can kind of see. Yeah, it looks yeah. like definitely Luke, P, Tyler, C are are going to be involved in some, some serious drama. drama. We see Tyler C being yelled at on the street by Chris Harrison. I've never seen someone come back from something like that and win the show. Ooh. So I think we have to take that into account. Yeah. That looks serious. Uh, we see some really nasty stuff like Luke S being accused of being a violent aggressive I that psychopath. Was Luke P. It looked no. I, I remember because I was so startled. Oh, I have to rewatch that. Um, I was like Luke S like doesn't seem like a violent aggressive psychopath. Oh, I thought they were talking about Luke P. Um, if there was some very creative editing, maybe, but it was someone who appeared to be speaking to Luke S and being like, "You're a violent aggressive Weird. psychopath." Um, so there's going to be uh, some some aggro stuff, some some violence. We see an ambulance moving very slowly, so it's probably not too bad. Um, no, I think the stuff uh, that we saw in whatever sort of like rugby date they were playing, I, mm-hmm. I think that was probably dramatized for the yeah for the um, the sneak peek and not actually like a violent I've attack. I've seen this show before. Yeah. Um, she th- gets into some uh, drama with the guys. You know, you don't owe me. You're not my husband. And even my husband is going to allow me to be my own person. <laughs> yeah, he will not I can't wait fully for this own me. Uh, sex was made for a man and a woman in marriage. Ooh. Uh, but, but the latter part of it. I oh, have it had good. sex and Jesus still loves me. I like these conversations are going to be intense. And it's very unclear what the context of this is, so it's it's hard for us to determine whether she was making a homophobic comment mm-hmm. or whether there was, like, a reason she was, like, speaking about herself. It's unclear. We're reserving judgment. It's not – it's not – it's, it's, not, it's not good language. She's it makes me very nervous. She's about scripture. Yeah, right yeah. It makes me very nervous. Um, but I did like the part where she said, I have had sex and Jesus still loves me. Mm-hmm. It sounds like whoever she's talking to does not agree <laughs> yeah. with that sentiment. Um, I mean, it seems like there's going to be a lot to dig into uh, in terms of uh, feminism later in the season. So I'm excited for that. Um, and we exit with some B-roll of Chris cleaning up the packing peanuts. You skipped the best line of the entire episode, <gasps> oh, which is her in the it's in the uh, sneak peek package and she's sitting there crying with her head in her hands and she says I'm a normal human being trying to be the bachelorette (laughs) oh my god I love how her this is the thing is that every season has to have some sort of theme or like narrative arc but there are only a few of them so they try to sell them as completely new each time and then it's like every other bachelorette is just like I'm like a real bachelorette. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not one of these like bachelorette bachelorettes. I'm different. Like, I'm unfiltered. And it's like, that was the last bachelorette's whole thing, too. So, like, it's getting less and less convincing with each season. Or like Ben Higgins' thing was like, I'm, I'm unlovable. unlovable. But like, every bachelor just got dumped and feels really bad about right. it. Also, Ben's thing actually felt very similar to Hannah's thing to me. Yes, that's true. Um, so, Matt, what. You know, what What are your feelings? Are you excited for next week? I'm excited for more time with um, John Paul Jones. Are you going to be watching again? I think I'm going to watch. I'm going to yes. carry on and see how far it takes me. Um, <laughs> I, I'm I'm on the journey. I, you know, I'm going to sit somewhere in like the middle of the train so I can like hop off without, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, without fair. too much damage. But um, but I'm sort of into it. 
Yeah, I do hope we get more time with some of the characters, some of the John Paul Jones types mm-hmm. next week. Mm-hmm. I've just really enjoyed this, Matt. I, I've enjoyed I think, this. You know, I just really, I love to bully men into watching The Bachelor and then hear their reactions. It's just, it's a delight. I felt very antagonized coming on this podcast. And, I mean, <laughs> just the way we like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you for, for putting me in my man corner and, yeah. and treating me accordingly. Come it's back awkward anytime. that we're going to have to Thanks. keep working together after this. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Thank you this both. This so much fun. This is lovely. It's time for Feminism Fails. And while there were a lot of red flags for future Feminism Fails, including quite a promo package. The actual content of this episode was mostly contained to sort of neutral crappiness um, and some nice moments. So we just have a couple of feminism fails. Yeah. First, in the intro package, Hannah B. implies that her goal in life is finding a husband. We're going to give that one a three because, of course, having a you know long-term relationship, a marriage, a family... These are all things that you are fully allowed to want. But it does sort of, you know, raise a few red flags for us when it is implied that that is the most important goal for a woman to have. Yeah, I sort of it made me sad to see her downplaying her accomplishment as Miss Alabama because it wasn't finding a partnership. Her individual accomplishments should be really important, too, and she should be able to feel good about celebrating them. Uh, Next, Luke P. says he's the king of the jungle and he hopes Hannah can be his queen. I really didn't like the undertones of this, which were very um, gendered and possessive, uh, and really implying the primacy of the male in the couple, um, when this is her show. So I'm going to give that a three. Oh, yeah. I really hated that. I might even knock that up to a four. Wow. Maybe maybe it's like the Luke tax, though, because I just dislike him so much. I feel like based on what we saw of Luke, <laughs> he should have had more overt feminism fails, but he was sticking to his script. So we'll have to wait for later. Yeah, I, I am not worried. I'm sure they will come. <laughs> yeah. Based on the promo we saw, there's going to be a lot to dig into this season. So stay tuned. And that's it for Here to Make Friends. Thanks to our guest and newly minted Bachelor Nation member, Matt Jacobs, and our producers, Nick Offenberg and Sarah Patterson. Please subscribe to Here to Make Friends wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a moment of Hannah's season recaps. And make sure to give us a five-star rating and review to help other people find our show. Give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Here to Make Friends Pod. And you can follow us individually on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Claire E. Fallon. And I'm at Emma Lady Rose. We'll be back next week for episode two of The Bachelorette.